What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know the rest? Uh, yeah. Everywhere we go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor the Flannel Wizard, obviously. (laughs) Yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We're so happy that you're here. Come on in, make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 66 of Shell Cottage Radio. And this week we talk about chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Firebolt. As always, we'll start with our cottage catch-up, train for future trivia nights, and do our best to learn more about magical and fantastic beasts. And today, we also have a new mini-segment in our show for you guys. Yeah, we got a new mini-segment in the show, (laughs) and this is episode 66, so I'm (laughs) undercover, uh, just in case order 66 out there looking for me. Sorry, I... I, I, we were... What if I did the whole episode? What if I did the whole episode that way? Would that be ridiculous? Have that, okay, anybody who... The, I think I've mentioned this on Up Talking Tolkien. I used to watch a show, a movie back in the day called Fievel Goes West. I know Fievel very I well. Loved it when loved, I was a kid. Yes. Loved that movie. And the awesome. old sheriff, the, the, the... What was his name? Wiley Burp or something like that? Uh, <laughs> sheriff Burp. I mean, it's ridiculous. And he's out there teaching... Was it Tiger? I guess the cat's name was Tiger. Yeah. And he was teaching yeah. him, teaching him how to how to fight. And he's like, "Give him a lazy eye." <laughs> just ridiculous. So, anyways, um, and that voice just uh, stuck with you ever since. Ever since. <laughs> so, whenever I have to go uh, undercover or in disguise, I do that. And I just thought, hey, episode sixty six. I don't want anybody to, you know, people be like, "Where's Ez?" But no, I'm back. 
<laughs> it's all good. Just for the intro, and then we're we're good. Uh, how you doing? What's going on? What's up? What's going on in the co- cottage catch up here? What's uh, happening? Happy Christmas, guys. Mm. We are here with a new Christmas episode because it's not Christmas right now, but it's Christmas at Hogwarts. It ain't Merry Christmas. It's Happy Christmas, y'all. Did I say Merry you Christmas? Happy, you said happy. I know. I just wanted to, okay. I wasn't making it clear. <laughs> I love how they say that over there. They're always yeah. just like, happy Christmas. Oh, you mean like in the UK? In oh, the UK. that's a UK thing? Okay. Yeah. We say Mary, they say happy. happy and it's so Christmas. ridiculous because... Father Christmas. You would think that the, you know, that I don't I don't know, that the, that they w- that they would say Mary and we would say happy. But in, it's not. Okay. Because oh. that's more formal. feels like you're saying Merry Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Because they you like, feel like they're more formal. Like the yeah, British are. I think they are. With so. their tea and their royals. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they know I'm not formal. <laughs> well, here in the States, pumpkin and spooky season has officially started. Yeah. Thank you so much to Sarah for salted caramel mocha scent. Yes, 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 <laughs> Honestly, yes. thank you, Sarah. She was so sweet, uh, and she put together a little fall package for the teachers that are starting their school year and um mm-hmm. she wants us to enjoy fall she uh gave us a blanket and some coffee and some candles and right now uh we're we lit the salted caramel mocha candle and it's phenomenal phenomenal y'all phenomenal i need to go get if, more here's the thing i don't know i just love this time of year and it's it's this is this is a crazy <laughs> episode because i love christmas and we are recording this like on the on the clove of season. Yeah. As we as we go in, this is this is Hobbit weekend, by the way. Too. It is. So it's an extra special mm-hmm. weekend as we're recording this, and we're driving right into fall, but we're jumping ahead, going to Christmas, then we're going <laughs> to come back, and we're going to hit Halloween again, and then we're going to go back to Christmas in real life. You know, so it's just kind of yeah. a this is kind of awesome. This is how to live life. I feel like you know. <laughs> Just to get, actually, it's a nice way to get a bit more of that holiday. Yes. For us, anyways, hopefully for you guys too. But you know. I'm hoping some of you guys are actually listening in December right now. And they're like, man, this is awesome. It's Christmas here. It's Christmas in the book. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I love watching the Harry Potter movies around Christmas or reading the books again. Uh, my host mom, Carol, she would always tell me in winter, she loved getting up at five o'clock in the morning and just reading a book while it's cold outside yeah. in December. She would get up every day, five o'clock in the morning and just read a book for an hour. It's wild. I thought that was so beautiful and true. You, It's just, mm-hmm. I love the seasons. I think I could never live somewhere where it's always warm or yeah. always cold. I mean, both are both extremes, I think, would not be for me. Yeah, not for you. Don't be dissing on people's home. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I'm just kidding. I'm I, kidding. No, no, no. Some people, Don't get me like, wrong. Actually, if you're talking to my dad, who, who grew up here in Ohio, uh, spent his whole life here. He cannot wait to go somewhere warm. He just, the cold's coming and yeah. he's like, oh, man, I got to soak up all this warmth. Yeah. He really feels like every extra hour or minute he spends outside <laughs> that he's soaking stuff in yeah. is going to carry him through the winter. Like, that's uh, kind of how I think he believes. And we're like, yeah, we love going into hibernation and just love cuddling it. up in our little mini apartment. Why do I keep saying the word mini? I just like it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just a small apartment. It's just kind of a mini place, you know? Yeah. Like a little mini mouse. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but we're super excited for, as you guys say, spooky season. Yeah, you don't have this in Germany, though, right? We do have a little bit of Halloween, but we don't celebrate it like that. No. So you guys aren't heathens, essentially. You don't, you don't, you don't worship witches. And <laughs> Even though we kind of are, I don't know. Right. I don't know what we are. But no, no, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I just mean you. It's not a big thing over in Europe at all, really, is it? No, not real. I mean, Halloween. I, don't, I yeah. guess it's more in the more so in the UK. I would okay. say okay. not so much in Germany. We have some fall activities like Antedunkfest is a little bit like Thanksgiving, but more in the countryside where yeah. you give thanks to you know the crops and and what you have in in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but not. I mean, Halloween. As, when I grew up. We were one of the first groups that actually went around and, and asked for candy. And a lot Whoa. of adults' families, they didn't really understand it. They were mad. And it was like... Really? We went to a certain place where there was some an apartment complex where we knew, okay, this group here, they celebrated and all the kids go. And right. then we would go there. It was a little bit far, further right down. Actually, where my old um, elementary school mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. and then yeah. across from that there's these houses that look like a little bit tilted yep, right yep, in yep. that apartment complex there i had some friends who lived there no, that makes sense and we would go there i know it looks spooky right because it's, well it looks I, I, like a weird yeah and it's house weird yeah. tilted they're adopting this i know they weird, they actually embraced idea. it yes and Crazy. that's where we went to get some candy but uh the first time i really went american style trick-or-treating was uh when i was here as an exchange student yeah, what'd you dress up as? I dressed up as, oh my gosh, I got a last minute costume from a friend. I dressed up as Fiona from Shrek. Wow. Yeah, I was Princess Fiona. Have I seen a picture of that? I think I have seen yes. one picture of that, yeah. Yeah, they Dark had everything. Green. They had the dress, yeah. they had the um, What Wasn't your face painted? Wig. Weren't you painted green? No, 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 it was the human Fiona. So she tur- she's human, she turns oh. ogre for a while, but I was the human version of her. Why? I didn't, I don't know, I didn't have green paint. I don't know. What? <laughs> Are you, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that was fun. And um, I love, I love the holiday spirit for different holidays. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, it's a little bit of capitalism and a little bit. Consumer. <laughs> it is, yeah. it, 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 fi- it fuels the yeah consumerism oh the candy industry but yeah it does oh my goodness it does but also it's to be honest it's fun and you don't have to go out and consume a bunch of stuff to enjoy the season um yeah Mm. we always we like to keep it small but we we like our scented candles we like our yeah treat once in a while and oh probably more than once in a while but um (laughs) and by the way we did order some sort of costume that you guys will see soon Yes, we did. We ordered a costume, and I would wouldn't mind ordering another couple costumes. But, <laughs> no, it's uh, so fun to think about dressing yeah. up with different characters. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. but the wallet's not allowing that right now. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I'm excited really because it's my favorite. Time. Growing up, I played football, and football was one of my favorite sports. I really loved this time of year because you got campfires. Oh, yeah. You could just kind of yeah. you know go out and uh, see your friends uh, Friday, Friday. Well, probably Saturday after after the game. Uh, you'd watch the Ohio State game because we're all about watching that. It's actually going on right now. As we Is speak. it? Oh. <laughs> yep. I should put it up yeah, here on the screen over here on the should. side. Wow. This could be the episode where I double dipped. I watched a little bit of uh, Ohio State football while we recorded. You'd be mad. No, I'm are not you, doing it. Are you actually? Really no, I'm not. Good no, it's not even up there. Doing two things at the same time. No. Multitasking. Not really. Okay. I'm task oriented. You I've, are. I've told you that, right? Yes. Yeah, you get like, super focused, hyper focused on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just do this one thing. So, and yeah. then I go crazy <laughs> about it. And then I look up and I'm like, where did my life go? <laughs> but then, you know, you're right in front of me. Yeah. I'm here. Oh, that was sweet. Somebody's going to say that. And was you sweet. were just in the zone. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 To yeah. experience flow. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes I, I, I have uh, students who are always trying to multitask. I'm like, guys, I'm telling you right now, you're going to feel better if you just get that thing done. I know. You're sitting there mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm going to take my time with this. I'm going to map <laughs> this out here a couple no, months, actually. maybe. It, it, yeah, you got to remember it. No, and it feels good to get things done, even though sometimes we feel overwhelmed. We have a lot of things on our list that need to get Sorry. done, but yeah, sometimes it's also the fear of uh, or, or the hmm, having like this bad conscience of not having done enough. Like, oh, I yeah. could have done it, but I haven't yet. But it's okay. We right. take our time one day at a time. Sometimes we have these crazy seasons in life mm-hmm. where... It's just a lot to do. Hey, inch so. by inch, life's a cinch. Yard by yard, life's too hard. True words. Okay. All right, now, new new stuff uh, that you uh-huh. that you want to break down for folks. We've been scheming away, thinking mm-hmm. about different things, and so as we wrap up our our cottage catch up here, what are you thinking? What's brewing on the stove? Oh yeah, we just always uh, constantly thinking about. How can we improve our podcast and grow and bring new elements uh, and even fandoms to our show? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I mean, you've been into how many fandoms at the same time at some <sighs> point and different projects, though? I mean... Five? I, oh, I, here's the thing. <laughs> people who know me, people who know me, I would love to put up a poll at some point and say, <laughs> how many projects do you think as has started, <laughs> yeah. stopped, uh, just in general, I mean, there's some pages that I've, I've actually started YouTube pages where I created the page, the name, yeah, outlined everything, got the Gmail, set her all up. And yeah. I looked at it and was like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I was doing it in my sleep. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's like 20 plus yeah. pages probably. And that's know? okay. You know what? It's okay to try different things and yeah. experience experiment with different niches or different styles of content. And, and that's where that hard work one day will lead to the thing that you mm-hmm. know you think is you're passionate about or is successful or 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 really gets you gets you going going yeah 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 uh, yeah you're right i would say to folks too if anybody is doing that whether you're doing an etsy shop i mean the cool thing about LeakyCon when we were there was that we met all these different types of creators who were into oh you know great yeah some yes. of them were video creators some were podcasters some were just uh crafts and arts um i mean we met artists who were like actors right who did their thing yeah some people are, are studying to kind of do that i actually follow a few instagram accounts now that are these individuals who are just doing acting they're yeah. they're they're giving themselves a prompt and they're yeah. just like boom here watch me cool. actually yeah. we've had michaela on she's she's an actress oh she's, she's so lovely I yeah lo- I, yeah so, she's I mean, awesome and she's hilarious she's hilarious but yeah. yeah it's true though we're always trying to to do something that's that's just fun and i yeah i i think i've really I don't know, bounced all over the place, gone super niche, gone a little wider, done different things. And now I've kind of just settled in to like, I just like having a foot or a toe in the the fandoms. Yeah, because you love so many different fandoms. Stories that, it really is about stories that inspire us. And we want to, you first started mm, putting that concept Mm -hmm. into life, is that? Yeah, into life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess you. I don't know. You. Start, I love watching you think through the different <laughs> phrases. Really, my facial expressions are really no. Wild. That's why we're bringing. We are bringing the video version of this back. <laughs> I'm literally after this book. We've already said Goblet of Fire. We're bringing it back. It. So yes. it's a must. It's a have to. Not messing around anymore. <laughs> then you can show you guys everything we have on our table, like yeah. cookies and candles. We would, anyway, we'll, we'll probably have to clean up the the yeah. We'll the have to clean up, yeah. So I wanted to try something and make my computer. Work in a more eco-friendly way, and now it just—if I am 
not doing anything on my computer uh, for three seconds, it shuts off the screen. Hey, there's a price to pay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, price what was to I going to say? Oh, yeah, the concept. We are thinking about our concept being Flora and Bill, yeah. a wizarding couple, just in their shell cottage home, talking about stories that inspire them. And now we're thinking about changing our Harry Potter hangout segment into something more something more and uh here's where it's at friends we 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 thought of a cool way just to kind of keep track of all the harry potter episodes because we started off super niche and we've started off just uh, doing doing harry potter stuff but i mean i honest to god we watched so many different things and we at one point we even had a little little uh side project we were gonna do Mm -hmm. which was just us sort of doing reactions to tv shows or books or whatever but um if it's a numbered if it's a numbered episode, it's going to be a Harry Potter episode essentially. Yeah. It'll be Harry Potter themed. It'll be the uh, the reread. It'll be all of that good stuff, right? So the main show, really. Right. And then some smaller stuff in between that we might just drop in between. Um, you might just see several episodes of a TV show that we are enjoying, or you might see you know more. You're grinning at me like I'm saying too much. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, well, you know. I was grinning because I was thinking about Pokemon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, down, down. Like, it's crazy. I mean, we just uh, instead of starting a whole bunch of different things or whatever, it's the idea. You know, we're just a wizard yeah. couple. That I mean, we're still. I mean, if I'm talking about Wheel of Time, I'm still gonna be wearing my my Hogwarts robe. Yes, talking about it. People are going. I know. Like, I was, it's like what? What are you gonna do about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> nothing. You ain't gonna do nothing about it because there's so many different tie-ins between different authors and fandoms and yeah. and stories that you just think is really cool. The hero arc, uh, the hero journey. Right. Is is similar in all of those the mythologies the world building, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's all there are similarities and it's cool to kind of find those. Actually, I was asked at LeakyCon to talk about Sauron, Palpatine, like yeah, put, the different I mean, villains, yes. yeah. And then uh, as well as weave that in with uh, Voldemort, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I was in Germany, so I didn't have time to plan it nor to do the panel, but I thought, yeah. dang, that would be a really cool uh, concept. So, uh, in general, it's just going to be us talking more about things that we enjoy and so those will be kind of filler episodes that you'll see they're not going to be numbered uh they'll be like a little badge or an indicator that tells you that hey that's us talking about something different and uh you can feel free to skip it or you can listen to it and uh, watch that show with us because if you haven't watched the show you know you might you might be like well i'm saving that well then save those episodes and skip and continue on with the reread and come back to them so. Yeah, or get inspired. Maybe you want to check out, True. is that something for me? I just listen to the first episode and see what what is what kind of story is that? Do I want to commit to how many books is Wheel of Time? Oh, 14, 14. <laughs> 14 I, know, I tried to talk Kayla into it as well, and she was like, she sent me a couple of uh, these memes back and forth where she was kind of <laughs> like, that time where your friend recommends you to start a series and then he follows up with you later and says, have you started that series? And she's like, the anxiety that, <laughs> yeah, that creates. Yeah, that builds like, up. <laughs> Whoa, don't ever do that again, buddy. Uh, but no, I mean, that's, that's sort of, um, I used to read tons of books. I mean, I'm a reading yeah. teacher, uh, co-teach English. I've just been in and out of language arts my whole career. And, and so I love all of them. I've read all this, you know, all, all of them. Well, and you're the best storyteller I know. Well, okay. honestly, and I can't wait for you to share all these different stories with others. Yeah. For example, I mean, I used to have a wheel of time podcast that I, that I worked on and, and, um, my co-host there, my buddy, Matt, he basically, didn't know the Wheel of Time series, and I would just mm. tell him. I would just tell him what was going on, yeah, and just kind of explain it. Uh, same thing for for you in terms of Pokemon. I have no idea. Yes, you were asking me some That'd stuff about fun. different like evolutions, and I was like, they they evolve. <laughs> what? 
What Sometimes are they doing? I think, though, you know more than you let on. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but it's just because I'm older and I've been around a little bit. But I don't know any of that. I don't have that. You know, I don't know. I know Pikachu and Charmander. Yes, and, and you know, you know Raichu. I would be and disappointed Raichu. if you didn't because that's, I love Raichu. Yeah, Raichu's cool. So that's kind of the idea. If you see that in the future, we don't know when. We're not really sure uh, when that's going to happen. But like, I want to kind of have a toe in those waters. Yes. And I enjoy talking about all those different fandoms. And if there's a show you guys want us to check out, like, let us know. But I mean, that's yes. probably going to be awesome. some of the stuff that we just drop in over on my uh, YouTube channel, Master Badger. That's really what it is. It's a lot of Lord of the Rings uh, stuff. Well, sorry. It's a lot of Harry Potter. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, with a, a dash of uh, Star Wars, a dash of Lord of the Rings, a dash of video games, a yeah. dash of this. So. You know, it's predominantly Harry Potter with a dash of other fandoms, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay, good. Because you came up with the idea, so <laughs> it better make sense. I'm hey, it all start- I think it all started because I uh, posted in our podcast group. Uh, we have this little podcast yeah. chat. And I was like, oh, does anyone else ever have that urge to start a Pokemon po- podcast? And you looked at me and you were like... Seriously? You want to start another podcast? No, I mean, I was... No, you were actually happy. You always tell me. Go for it. That you... You know, you love when your person just lights up and loves talking about something or just gets immersed in something and and, and just gets into the zone. I love watching you when you are in the zone or you're super inspired talking about something and you can just see the flames in that person's eyes. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And I (laughs) one of the things, too, and just so folks or listeners understand, it's like... I mean, like, you know, if you're doing multiple projects or whatever, it's kind of hard to keep working on the one project while the other ones are going on. So then you have times where, like, if people like the Harry Potter stuff and it goes a little dormant because you work on something else, it's kind of like, ah, no, I'd like you just to know that we're working on that. And then, you know, you feel free to skip it and the Harry Potter stuff's coming right back. I mean, we we just kind of keep that going. We are not stopping the reread, by the way. Oh, no, yeah, that's our flagship. That's our main episode, basically. Yeah, it's going to be coming every week. So. We're uh, continuing on with that, but like yeah. we might just do a drop one week where they're here. Here's eight episodes that we did of, of Wheel of Time, or here's mm-hmm. eight episodes of whatever show it is yeah. we watched or whatnot. So, so that's kind of the plan. We're we just decided, Bill, yep. you know, we're, we're just going to have fun with it. So, yeah, do things that's you like it. and enjoy it. So, yepers. Okay, doke. Um, okay, Mr. Now what? Now trivia. Now trivia. Let's go. I have one question for you today. I know the answer to this question. Wait, you already read it? No. I mean, you I, are I, cheating. No, I didn't look anything up, though. I have no idea. I don't know the answer. Okay, question for today is, what is the core of Professor McGonagall's wand? Yeah, well, it's actually, since she's a Gryffindor, it's actually a Griffin. Um, Door? <laughs> um, it's, it's a Griffin hair. So... <laughs> You have no clue. It could be unicorn. It could be dragon heartstring. No, it's not that. Uh, It could be festral. No, it could be that. So my teachers, they always always used to say, make an educated guess. If I had to make an educated guess, I'd say it's unicorn um, hair core. Professor McGonagall's wand has a core of dragon heartstrings. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Other people who use this core are Hermione Granger, Bellatrix Lestrange, Victor Crumb, and, and also Lucius Malfoy. What? Not Draco? Mm. Hold on. Dragon heartstring. Hold Look on it a up. second. Dragon heartstring wands tend to produce the strongest and most flamboyant spells. They are also the easiest to turn to the dark arts and can be accident prone. I bet Seamus probably has dragon heartstring. <laughs> um, what? 
Yeah. So Dragon Heartstring. Um, Does Malfoy have? Oh my gosh, Draco had a unicorn hair core. Oh. What? Really? Yeah. Ha- I forgot ha- about that. Hawthorne wood, and it had a unicorn hair core. Mm-hmm. Yep, right there. Boom. So, Dragon Heartstring, huh? Yep. Okay, cool. I mean, she is strong. And I think someone like her and Hermione, I think that's why they connect on so many different levels. Hermione, I think her uh, McGonagall is the perfect guide, teacher, mm-hmm. what else? Mentor. Mentor, yeah, mentor for Hermione. Uh-huh. Because they both... Yeah. Almost went to Ravenclaw, very clever, but very, like, in their hearts, brave and mm-hmm. super strong magic, yeah. both of them. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when you hear in the movies, we have these movieisms where the only time I really hear Dragon Heartstring mm-hmm. is Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. Talking about it. And it's, yeah. it's him in Voldemort, and he's like, Dragon Heartstring, my love. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. He's scared to death, and he's yeah. like, Dragon Heartstring. Oh, the actor did a great job. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And you just think dark wizard, dark core. I'm just saying. You're like, you, you just chalk it up to that in your head and you think nobody else would have that. That's why I was like, McGonagall, ain't no way she has a dragon heart string yeah, wand core. Else? But she does. Okay. So, does so as stand corrected, so, yep. Yep. call yourself a Hufflepuff professor. I mean, yeah. Anyway. And uh, Minerva McGonagall fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I do love yeah. Professor McGonagall. She's awesome. Big time. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on to our weekly magic zoology lesson. What? You rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. <laughs> As you can tell, we're all silly. It's late at night, and um, yeah, I don't know what. Who are you calling silly? The silly. Are you calling me silly? No. That's fine if you do. Fine. I don't mind. This week, we'll take a closer look at the, and I have no clue if this is how you say it, Chiz Purple. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say it? Woo! Say uh, it. Out loud. Out loud. Speaking of that, we should do some Twilight content. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, what? Uh, anyway, uh, I would say... Kiz. Kiz. Or shiz. Shiz. Or chiz. Chize? Chize purple? Chiz purple? Chiz purple. People, tell us if you're an expert. I've never seen this word in my life. I've never seen this combination of letters in my life. This looks like, honestly, for my, some of my students who work with me, I, this would be like a nonsense <laughs> word that I would say, <laughs> use your decoding skills. Let's knock this out. Syllable divide this bad boy. Um, okay. Yeah. So this, I'm just gonna go with Chiz Purple. Okay. Uh, they I feel have like we're saying something naughty and we're not, <laughs> and I don't know what this. Is. Chiz Purfly. Just this purple. Purple, right? Like, oh, think of purr. Like you're purring. Oh, just purr. Which is nicer. Yeah. It's okay. Purr and it's full of purrs. Full of purrs. But it's not a cat. It's no, like it's a, crab. a parasite. What? <laughs> Uh, they have a classification of XX to X's, which means they're harmless and they may be domesticated. These look like bed bugs. Yeah. They look like the they they look like bed like actual bed bugs. That's crazy. They are small parasites up to a twentieth of an inch high, crab-like in appearance with large fangs. They are attracted by magic and may infest the fur and feathers of such creatures as crups and augrays. 
They will also enter wizarding dwelling. They will also enter wizard dwellings and attack magical objects such as wands, gradually gnawing. Oh, is it gnawing? Gnawing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, gradually gnawing their way through the magical core, or else settle in dirty cauldrons where they will gorge up, where they will gorge upon any lingering drops of potion. In the absence of magic, chisperfuls have been known to attack electrical objects from within. And for a fuller understanding of what electricity is, see home life and social habits of British muggles. Chisperful infestations explain the puzzling failure of many relatively new muggle electrical artifacts. Huh. Interesting. Uh, though chisperfuls are easy enough to destroy with any of a number of pe- wow, though chisperfuls are easy enough to destroy with any of a number of patent patented patented. I can't patent? see it. I can't see it. It's a patent when you have a patent. Okay, though chisperfuls, though chisperfuls are easy enough to destroy with any of a number. <laughs> Of potions on the market, severe infestations may re- may require a visit from the pest subdivision of the department. What's going on? <laughs> this is a nightmare to read. Um, and it's so funny. It's drinking your coffee, and I thought you were just burying burying your head. In I mean, and you're embarrassed. Uh. So the severe infestations may require a visit from the pest subdivision of the department for the regulation and control of magical creatures as chisperfuls swollen with magical substances will prove very hard to fight. See, that's what you have to do. You just have to conjure up like... Some magic. It does not care. No <laughs> one else has the book in front. That book is hard to read. It is so difficult to read. Like seriously hard to read. <laughs> so... So they... Can I tell you something etymology-wise? Yes, please. I don't know if I'm saying it right, guys. If it's, I think it's chiz, mm-hmm. uh, like a chisel is what it looks okay. like. So, um, it's in English. It, it's the word for cheat or swindle. They say. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Right, and then purple is a fur trimming border of a garment. Okay. So I don't know how those fit together, but that's the etymology on the word, and that's actually also from. HarryPotterFandom.com. Maybe she just had a couple too many drinks, and that's what she came up with wow. that day. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, but don't know. I think you really have to watch out. I think there is some something, uh, you know, like you have your broom cleaning kit, broomstick uh-huh. cleaning kit. I think you also have to clean your wand once in a while to make sure there's no parasites in there. Dang. Hygiene, people. Yep. Hygiene. Got to clean up. So clean your wand. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) I am that type of person. I say stuff and I don't know. Call me naive. You are. (laughs) You are. And you're so sweet. Don't know if any or all of that's going to make it in the podcast. We'll see. Uh, Okay. Would I want to befriend one? Is that the question? Do you think I would? I think you would love to become friends with a chiz purple. These things look disgusting. They look like they, again, infest things and they get in places. And, like, I am a very, you may not always realize it, but I would say, and you would agree with me, I think, that I'm a fairly clean person. You are. And I really like to keep things tidy and clean and stuff, you know. Uh, Honestly, if this were, you you know, when you live in an apartment, you're kind of like, 
this is so bad to say. Sometimes when you have an apartment, you might not, I mean, I do keep it clean, but I, I, I could keep it cleaner. And if it were my <laughs> house house, I think I would. Matter of fact, there's some things that I would do to remodel and change stuff around, and and then I would really keep it. You're saying you you will keep your house cleaner, even more clean than I keep the apartment. Yeah. You will not put leave your socks on the floor. Oh, that, I'm still gonna leave <laughs> socks, Lantern. I mean, you know, you never know what room you walk into and your feet get cold, and you may need those socks that you dropped from three days ago. But you know what? You're lucky because you have some magic socks. I guys, I they swear, just on their own fly all the all the way over to the laundry bin laundry basket yeah and they get washed they do and dried and they end up back in my drawer i have no freaking clue how it happens but i'm happy it does and i'm happy it does and that's that's all there is to it so anyway why was i saying that i want to keep things clean why don't why was i saying that because of the chiz purple yes do not want to be friends with them no because they i think i feel like they represent like yeah like yeah bugs that would like yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, in an abandoned wizard house, I think probably uh, Grimmel Place was probably full of them. Full, absolutely full. You know, on the wiki though, basically it says they're mentioned in the video game. Your mm. your favorite Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone PS One <gasps> version. No. Yeah, that's what it says. It's where they were. I think. Oh, I places... played it on the PC though. So if it's not mentioned oh. in the PC, I might have not read about. Oh them. my gosh! It actually says that PS One version only. That's the only there you place. Go. Okay, that's why you didn't know it. All right. That's the only reason why I did not know that. Okay. It's so not why, because also I first appeared in the Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, uh, mm. Pottermore, Wizarding World, and Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, and then oh, Hogwarts okay. Legacy. It's mentioned only in Hogwarts okay. Legacy. Good old Hogwarts Legacy just picking up all sorts of different yes. um, references. By the way, we need to get back to playing. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, the answer is no. Don't, don't want them. Don't want them around. Hmm. And there we go. Okay, moving on to the reread. Yes. Here we go, friends. Chapter 11, The Firebolt. Harry enters a shock-like state after hearing that Sirius was his father's best friend and was made his godfather before he betrayed Lily and James and sold them to Lord Voldemort. That was all one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That should make it into the episode. Okay. Harry doesn't even remember how he made it back to the Gryffindor common room. Before he goes to bed, he takes out the photo album that Hagrid gave him his first year. There he was, in his mom and dad's wedding picture, radiating with happiness. Sirius Black, who was their best man. Harry barely recognized the handsome face, full of laughter. A hatred he had never felt before began to course through him, and he drifts off into an uneasy sleep filled with nightmares about Black and Voldemort. The next morning, Harry wakes up and finds himself alone with Ron in the common room. He totally forgot it's Christmas break. Snow is falling outside the window, and all the other students have gone home to be with their families. Ron notices how exhausted his friend looks, and Harry finally opens up to him and Hermione about how he feels after they overheard Fudge and the teachers yesterday. He is angry and hurt, and the idea of doing nothing while Black is out there seems to be more than he can bear. Both Hermione and Ron are worried that Harry might do something reckless such as go and try to hunt down Black himself. Ron attempts to quickly change the subject. He suggests they should enjoy the holidays for a bit and go down and visit Hagrid. To his surprise, Harry agrees, but not 
not to celebrate Christmas with Hagrid. He wants to confront him about why he never told Harry about Black's friendship with his dad. When they reach Hagrid's hut, however, they find the half-giant in tears. He received a letter from the school governors regarding Buckbeak's attack on Malfoy in his class. If Hagrid doesn't win the case, Buckbeak will be sentenced to death. Harry forgets about his anger for a second, and the three promise Hagrid that they will help him to win Buckbeak's case. The next day, they borrow a large stack of books from the library and start roaming through them in the common room, searching for anything that might help the Hippogriff's defense. Even though they find nothing groundbreaking that day, they are determined to keep searching over the holidays. On Christmas morning, Harry and Ron excitedly unwrap their presents from Ron's mom and dad. Harry also finds a long, thin package among his small stack of presents. He unwraps it and lets out a gasp. Someone has sent him a firebolt. Ron drops his socks and the two boys start to examine the broom in disbelief. When Hermione joins them, she's surprised at the sight of the firebolt and wants to know who sent it. But when Harry tells her that he doesn't know, her face falls and she strongly advises him to have a teacher examine the broom before anyone rides it. Right when Ron starts to protest, something odd happens. Once again, Crookshanks tries to jump at Scabbers, who is hanging out of Ron's pajama pocket. Ron yells at the large cat and tries to kick him. At the same time, the sneakoscope in Uncle Vernon's sock has started to whistle shrilly. Harry quickly suffocates the noise and puts the sneakoscope back in the trunk while Hermione escapes the boy's dormitory with a still aggressively staring Crookshanks on her arm. Ron's old rat does look like he's going to kick the bucket anytime now, skinny and thin-furred. But Harry knows that his friend would be very sad if Scabbers died, and he doesn't say anything. Later that day, the trio joins the small group of students and teachers in the Great Hall for the Christmas lunch. Professor Trelawney is the last one to arrive and dramatically glides towards the table like an otherworldly spirit. When she claims that it's extremely unlucky to have 13 people dining together at the same table, McGonagall fails to hide her annoyance with her esoteric colleague, and the two get into a spat. Dumbledore is in such high spirits that he immediately puts an end to their bickering, and changes the subject to the delicious food in front of them. When Ron and Harry get up two hours later to leave the table with full bellies, Trelawney shrieks again. She is worried that one of them will now be the next to die, as they rose first from the table of 13. The rest of the table just chuckles at her concern, and the boys signal Hermione that they're going upstairs. But Hermione stays behind to have a chat with Professor McGonagall. When the two boys return to the common room, Harry quickly grabs the firebolt from the dormitory, and he and Ron admire it until the portrait swings open again. Hermione enters the common room, followed by Professor McGonagall. The head of Gryffindor House has come to confiscate the firebolt. After Hermione informed her that someone sent Harry the broom anonymously, she assures Harry that it shouldn't take more than a few weeks to have the broom examined. Harry and Ron are furious with their friend, yet Hermione stands her ground. She and McGonagall agree. The broom was probably sent to Harry by Sirius Black. And we later find out that Hermione was actually right about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for the same reasons, though, that she thinks. Um, well, she's right. The Sirius delivered it. No, yeah, she did. She she is, but Sirius didn't deliver it to. There's no jinxes on the broom, not to harm oh, yeah. or anything, True. right? That's what she and and McGonagall fear. Yeah. And later, I'm going to tell you why Hermione did that and what her thoughts behind that was. Because I remember we were listening to the audiobook and you were like, "No, oh, she did not tell him them." <laughs> You can believe yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sort of shocked. I forgot. I was like, wait, she what? Come on, Hermione. Yeah. But good on her. You know, I think it's the right thing to do. Oh, I know. She's concerned. See something, say something. Yep. Hear something, say something about it. Right. Okay, going back to the beginning of the chapter. Um, right, right, right. Harry hardly is able to find... I mean, he he's just an autopilot. He's so in his... Mm -hmm. own world shocked by what he heard uh in in uh the three broomsticks yeah yeah and because they basically told him the mass murderer everyone's looking for is his father's best friend was his father's best friend and his he is his godfather can i ask a question yeah absolutely this is a question i think we're all asking mm -hmm. or we all asked when we first read this 
which is, yeah, why didn't they tell him? Why didn't they yeah, tell Yeah, why did no one tell him? Is there ever, is it ever, I don't, I, I think because, yeah, but they wanted to protect him, right? But, but I don't get it though. It's sort of like, I get, yeah, okay, that's, that's easy. I mean, but where is, Vol- I mean, Voldemort killed his parents. That's pretty hard. Right. So, oh, you mean is he, this harder than that? Does he have a right to know? I mean, it's just hmm. like, is, is this not more, um, I don't know what's more tragic about this than just the fact that the dark, I get, I get that it was this betrayal and there's this extra layer and element, but it's like, okay, he was already, they were already hunted down yeah by the dark lord and killed so it's sort of like that's hard to hear when he thought first it was a car crash right then they say hey it's it was Voldemort and this this wizarding war was going on and uh yeah he he came after your parents and I mean he already gets the gist of it's already pretty bad it's already pretty it's terrible that's that's the worst that it can be right there and then I I understand like yeah, I mean, just give it to him all at once. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. now it's kind, of, it's kind of like spread his misery out a little bit here. And it's, it's just also not many people knew, though. Not many people. The reason why Black was imprisoned was because of the murder of 12 people. 12 yeah. Muggles. Yeah, but Hagrid knows. Right. Dumbledore knows. He does. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Cornelius Fudge knows. And so all these people who have been around Harry and who have access to him and could have told him and filled him in. And Hagrid's the one who... I know, and Harry, Harry knows it, and he wants to confront him. Yeah. Later this right. chapter. But I also remember Hagrid was so reluctant to be the one who tells him about, you know, who and right. his parents in the first place. And I think he just couldn't bring himself to tell him everything that day. Right. When he was, I mean, Harry was even two years younger. He was just, just turned 11 years old. Yeah, it's true, though. I got to back up a second mm-hmm. because, yeah, who wants to really go talk about something that they're not so sure that that person yeah. wants to? It's very difficult mm-hmm. to kind of go do that. But one of the adults should have probably you know, told him, ask yes. him, hey, do you need <laughs> to talk about this? Do you want to know more? And it's is a there... theme. It's a yeah. theme. And later on, maybe Dumbledore should have told Harry a lot more, but it worked out. So should he really? I don't know. <laughs> yes, he should have. actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I, so... It, yeah, it's 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 wild and it's super hurtful and unfortunately, like yeah, the story's all wrong. Actually, yeah. they don't all know. They're all misled. Yeah. They're all. That's the crazy thing with yeah. this is that even if they did tell him, he would have been. And they do here. We he learns it from them and, and almost probably in a more authentic, not authentic, but like he gets all of their shock and the full. Yeah, he gets a, a full story here that has a bunch of opinions and different things and right. develop all this stuff on, on Pettigrew. No. That wouldn't have come down to him, I, I don't think, from no. Dumbledore, right? No one's so. trying to sugarcoat anything because they're just talking to each other. They right. don't know that Harry's actually listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so it's definitely a more raw like experience. And, and it's, uh, I, yeah, you can see how I think it says when he's coming back through the passageway, he what took an hour before felt like minutes. Remember right. when he goes yeah. to Hogsmeade and then on the way back now it feels like minutes, but it was yeah. like, it took a full hour to get there. And the whole time he's just in his head thinking about mm. stuff. So Yeah. And what he does when he gets back is he takes out the photo album that Hagrid gave him in his first year. At the mm-hmm. end of his first year, super sweet present from Hagrid was he um he sent a bunch of owls to friends and family of or you know friends of Harry's parents uh, to send photos and he put together this album and in that album there is a picture of his parents wedding day and there is Sirius Black on them best man and Harry never noticed it because he didn't know who that was he doesn't know any of really yeah just someone who attended the wedding sure and 
I was wondering who was all at the Potter's wedding. Uh, I was wondering Remus must must have been there, right? So why is he not in the pictures? But I guess Sirius was the best man. There was only one best man. Well, and also, hey, now it could have just been the angle. You know, you can't yeah. capture everybody at the wedding party, or maybe Sirius was. I know. wonder if Sirius, though, uh, if Remus was the one who sent that picture to Hagrid. Mm, yeah. You know, Hagrid reached out to different people, send me some pictures so I can give Harry this right, photo album. Right. I wonder if Remus was the one who sent that. Was Remus there at their wedding? What if it was that time of month or something, you know? <laughs> what? Seriously? Sorry, that just sounded like. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the, the, the lunar. Harry Remus was on his period. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe it was. But at the same time, yeah, you could have, like, for that, maybe he had an extra strong uh, potion for that. Month. Actually, yeah, what am I talking about? He definitely could have got, yeah, you know, something brewed up by yep. <laughs> even Lily herself, so. But um, I googled their wedding, and it says the two had a quiet wedding. Like you said, it was small, as this was during the height of the First Wizarding War. Lily's older sister, Petunia, did not attend for she was highly against Lily being a witch and marrying a wizard. It's highly likely that Remus Lupin and Peter Pettigrew attended, as they were best friends of James. Both James' parents, Fleamont and Euphemia Potter, attended the wedding, and it's not known as to whether either of Lily's parents attended as well. So we don't really know. Uh, somewhere is, apparently it's said that James' parents were there, but it seems to be a very small, have been a very small intimate wedding. Wedding. Mm-hmm. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's very german <laughs> yeah gotcha okay okay uh, yeah so um it's just always mind-boggling to me that harry has that photo album and i think it was beautiful beautifully made uh in the first movie how we see that picture you know wizarding style moving yeah yeah, the yeah. two are dancing um, right right and i think that's it, it's really really cool how they did that and yeah. how it shows how much harry wants to be you know sometimes Harry's life could have gone a little different. I feel like he's so connected to his parents. I think there's still so much love, even though he never really knew them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some people would forget about them because they have a new set of parents, people who took him in Mm -hmm. and who gave him a home, but he never had that. That's why also he can't let go of that. Yeah, true. Because he's not being brought up. He never had a foster mom and dad. Right, right. Like, had he have gone to Sirius, and Sirius wasn't in, imprisoned, and he was his godfather, and, and raised him with all these wonderful, awesome memories and yeah. stuff. They, yeah, it's still he, he he holds the memory of his mother and father fondly in his mind. Yeah. Um, but it's it's also kind of wrapped up in all these other childhood memories with Sirius. Right. And, and Sirius talking about his mom and dad or whatever. But when you go to the Dursleys, mm-hmm. that don't that doesn't happen. You don't no. get that experience at all, and you're just sort of. Um, yeah, you're you're kind of left wondering, and and he's thinking about them, and his, he's he's yeah he's always reflecting back on his parents and how his life yeah. would have been yeah. if they lived on, and how he could escape the misery and the torment of being stuck in there with his mm-hmm. his cousin and his his you know abusive aunt and uncle. Yes, so. we always say how well he turned out despite their how, how they treated him. Yeah, um, that but to- it, toxic environment, and and he still comes out. Uh, Pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, confident, brave, doing yeah. the right thing, and and trying to do uh, what's what's best all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the next thing I want to point out is that I love, I love Ron, and I love their relationship, Harry and Ron's relationship, because I think Harry needs Ron, especially in those moments where yeah, 
Harry feels more than anyone else like he is that chosen kid, you know, who sometimes he gets into that mindset where everything bad's happening to me. Yeah. And he cannot believe after all he's gone through, after two years ago, he learned his parents were killed by the dark wizard. And now his parents' best friend was actually the one who betrayed them. And you just go down that dark, you know, to that dark, dark place. And then Ron comes in and he's, he looks out for Harry. He, he's just there with his, he's just eating a peppermint toad, massaging his stomach when Harry comes in. He's like, I was going to wake you up, man. And, He's the, I mean, even though, yeah, and with, I don't know, with all the challenges they face growing up together, right? I mean, later on we see they, they get in fights and stuff, but they they need that. They need each other. And I think Ron is just that person who, who's all about enjoying themselves, eating good food and hoping to get, hoping to get one up on Malfoy from time to time like teenagers do. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, he is, he, yeah, he's a great friend. And I, I often think this Friendship, some, sometimes people talk a lot about Hermione and Harry, but and Ron's almost of the trio, I feel like, I don't know, last tier or bottom tier for, for some people, like of right. the three. And I don't think so. They're magical powers, but. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, like he's, the, he's the heart, he's the, he's the humor, he's just. <laughs> um, he can be mean. I, I, yeah. yeah, for sure. He can be. He can be. But, but also, he's a teenager. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they all kind of can be. I mean, yeah. they're, you know. But uh, I will say, too, that he just learned that his father's best friend betrayed him. And then here his best mm-hmm. friends are trying to keep him, you know, on the right path. Yes. So this idea of friendship, like his father's best friend. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like betrayed yes. him. Yes. And now he's got his best friends. Yeah. And what's what, the, the strength Man. in their friendship mm-hmm. is really hardcore because. Yeah. Doesn't waver. He doesn't start to kind of let that seep in and say, I got to go this alone. You know what? Right. Because because people portrayed my father, I'm you know it could have went that way. It could have been a thread that the author took and and uh, yeah, but but this this is I love that yeah because actually yeah Harry does go down that dark path for a little bit and they rehearsed this conversation. <sighs> they did yes, which is super cute by the way. I know. Guarantee they were talking before like they were just like hey you want to get up early yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need meet you like, down by the fireplace. I need sometimes I w- want someone to fill those gaps. What are her, what are Hermione and Ron up to in those early years where they spend a lot of time together? Because sometimes Harry does something else, or he can't come with them to Hogsmeade early on and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. Oh, but. this is where the relationship started. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure in this yeah. book. And so yeah, because I mean, Harry even says it felt like this was rehearsed. Like yeah. Hermione would say one thing, and then Ron would say another thing, and yeah. then you're like, okay, <laughs> they've they've thought this through. They think I'm going to yeah. go off the deep end. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get me focused on stuff. Ron's even throwing out games they can play and stuff. Oh, la- I know, la- I know. On. He's trying to take his mind off of things, and he even says like, you know, at the end, look, obviously casting around for a change of. Okay, cut that out. <laughs> so he's trying to. Ron is even trying to. He's he's the one who's trying to change the subject and says, look, it's the holidays. It's nearly Christmas. Let's go down and see Hagrid. Let's have some fun. It's not, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Evasive strategy or like, you yeah, know, get I don't want to deal with it right now. But also we need to, yeah, we, we're kids. Yeah. We need you to focus on something else for a little bit. Right. Take your mind off of things. Yeah. yeah. Because he's been dwelling on it since he heard it and he... Went to sleep, had nightmares, and yes. and Ron probably heard some of those. Uh, that's not mentioned, but you think of the things that that happened uh, that night. Yeah, I think he probably did. And then he's like, Hermione, we got to say something to him and get his mind off this mm-hmm. because last night I heard some night tears. Yes. Pretty bad. And and, and Harry's being absolutely irrational because Hermione points, Hermione points out that, you know, his parents wouldn't want him to go and look for a murderer right, for their sake. Right. Never would want them. And Harry just says... Well, I I don't know what they would want. Yeah. And instead of yeah, I mean Hermione's got a point, but he just tr- is very irrational, which is understandable. But that's why he needs his friends in that moment, um, right? To help him. Yeah, like I said, take his mind off of things, and he does agree going to Hagrid, but because yeah, he's for... still trying to figure out why did Hagrid not tell him. And I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I like I looked I like looked up here mm-hmm. why people didn't what what their thoughts were. And yeah. there's really no I don't think he ever even comes back around and does talk to Hagrid about it. I don't think. Oh yeah, later even if he, when he finds out that Sirius is innocent, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. I mean, it's a, it's kind of an easy way just to say Hagrid gets off the hook because of the <laughs> because of Buckbeak, Buck you know. But that's all right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now, what, as you're going down, and you have the book there, I don't know if you can find it in time or not, mm-hmm. but. As they're leaving the castle, so they do agree to go down, and yeah. they describe the Forbidden Forest, and oh, they describe yes, Hagrid's mm-hmm. hut. It's perfect. They made their way slowly down the lawn, making a shallow trench in the glittering, powdery snow, their socks and the hems of their cloaks soaked and freezing. The Forbidden Forest looked as if the Forbidden Forest looked as though it had been enchanted. Each tree smattered with silver and Hagrid's cabin looked like an iced cake. Mm. Ron knocked, but there was no answer. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yes, yeah, re- really cool. And so um, Christmas break and it just uh, yeah. paints a really cool picture. Yeah. Taking that, that moment to acknowledge that picture that she painted. Yeah. Yeah. Love great. it. So we'll go in though. And uh, Hagrid is distraught because as we know earlier in the book, Malfoy was being Malfoy and mm-hmm. rolled up on Buckbeak and said, whatever he said. Oh, you, uh, yeah, something you bloody insulting chicken. it. Did he call him a bloody chicken? <laughs> Didn't he? Is that a bad insult? I don't know. I don't know, actually. But yeah, he did. So he insulted him. Oh, is it bad to say bloody? Hmm? Is that a bad word? I don't know. I don't know, did you English-speaking people. No, I don't know your I bad words. Didn't, I think, yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll <laughs> see if that stays in or not. Anyway. Malfoy rolls up and says something, you know, really nasty to Buckbeak, and yeah. Buckbeak attacks him, and he kind of, well, we haven't seen that. He's been playing hurt for the whole time or whatever, and yeah. uh, it's sort of like that. I love Hagrid because of how emotionally attached he gets to these fantastic beasts, you know? Yeah. And it's just he like, because I love Newt's commander so much, and so yeah. Hagrid's that guy who 
who is really like looking out for him and stuff. Yep. And it's just so sad to see him like this though because it is sad. He cares so much. Yes, and that's why he would be the perfect teacher. Actually, yeah. that was a great lesson. Had Malfoy not, yeah, been stupid. Sorry. Yeah, I hate to say that. Or so acted stupid. Yeah. We had some art teachers who. I think they, I don't know if they still do it or not, but they used to like, the kids would cut different pieces of like jewelry or metal or something. Oh, wow. And they had these little tiny like uh, blades that were very sharp, uh -huh. right? And you had to wear special gloves and different stuff. And so kids would get cut mm -hmm. or they would hurt themselves. And then I think they had to like say activities over. And I don't know mm -hmm. if the kids, it was an accident. It felt like a lot of times there were kids that were just being silly, being kids. And it's like, okay, no, sorry. Yeah. We can't. Because of maturity levels, yes. we can't do things that would be more fun and cool like that. I, it had just, you know, the rate of accident can be a little I bit I know. And higher. sometimes people forget that teachers are always in the public eye. And yeah, when somebody yeah. gets hurt in your class, no matter if it's your fault or not, and you have told them a million times not to do something, people are always going to ask, what did you do? And why did it happen in your classroom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, that's something... Right. You know, that responsibility. I mean, like the crazy thing is like your teaching class, you turn up and you're, you're working on a math problem on the board and then a fight breaks out in the class. Yeah. What was the teacher doing and why right. weren't they back there and what, what happened? It, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, you try, there's 30 kids in the room. Right. One kid punches another kid. And then the next thing you know, we're all down in the office and everyone's like investigating it. And it's yeah. like, I, I mean, I was teaching, you know, functions and, and how yeah. to factor and stuff like that. I, I don't know what, like. So anyway, yeah. it's crazy. It is a little bit crazy. And there's there's a lot there. And that's too bad because, I mean, he it's he's again, we're we're also in a, at a magical school. And so they're doing a lot of dangerous stuff, you know, defense the dark are. arts and transfiguration and potions. And then we've got, uh, you know, magical I mean, beast. To be honest, if some of the Gryffindor parents knew what was going on in Snape's class, like if Neville's oh, grandma my. wanted to take Snape to court one day, she could. I, absolutely. She could. Absolutely. <laughs> to be quite frank right and yeah we yeah. and i'm not frank no you're not such a no, stupid you're, no you're not um <laughs> that was pretty corny oh, but was, um it was cute i'm making the dad jokes now wow we might be cutting that out i mean i like my face went so red <laughs> i mean that's it i have to redeem myself i have to take back the the dad joke status anyway uh yeah so that's just kind of a they decided to help him though and i think yeah. that's super nice they're gonna go look up some different cases and mount mm -hmm. a defense and and he he has this moment where he's depressed and fang comes over and puts his head down on his lap and you're like mm -hmm. oh man yeah you know that's a, oh, i love that dog I, I, don't, don't, I don't i'm not a dog person by the way yeah you're not either not really. I Are don't, people going to hate us for saying that? I'm actually... We're cat sometimes people. I wonder if someone handed me a dog, if I would get really Oh, you always play and, with dogs. Yeah. You always, anytime I there's do. an animal... I love animals in general. Yeah. I, I, so I fully, I full on take that back. Lottie is, is just an animal person. I'm a, I, I, I would say I'm a cat person, but I would also take in a dog if I had to. You know? Like yeah. I, would give, I just like to give Although, some love. It's crazy, Fang. In the way they show him in the in the show, he's drooling everywhere. everywhere. I know what. Yep. It's just crazy. It's uh, he's he's actually really funny. I mean, your cats drove me nuts in Germany. Oh yeah, they sometimes would start drooling if they're really comfortable, Ugh. and they get on your chest and they start doing that cat massaging thing. Yeah, and they just uh, start purring. Leo was such a drooler. Oh, it was gross. It was gross. But he was so cute while doing it. I yeah, he was cute. 
He was, he was cute, so adorable. But not when he was drooling. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were crazy. But uh, and also, shoo, they were shedding everywhere. I can't I imagine I Hagrid and Fang together in the same place. Talking about cleanliness earlier. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't a think lot I could. Of hair. I don't think I could room with Hagrid. No. At all. Nay. Nay. Nine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah. Anyways, they're gonna go back in though. They go to the library, don't they? They go in. Yeah. And get the next day they go to the library. They're determined to help him, and that actually had the effect that Ron and Hermione wanted for Harry to take his mind off of things. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, focus on helping someone. Right. Right. And that's actually a cool. Oh my gosh. Way to. A connection to one of your books and one of the things you've yeah. been reading. Which is that when you are grateful, mm-hmm. when you're grateful or you're helping or you're doing something like that, it's much more difficult to be anxious or to be fearful or to be... Oh, yeah. They said that. Yeah. You that know? Your, something like your brain... Your brain can't do them both at the same time. No, because they're coming from the same Same place. hemisphere, same spot of... same Of the brain, yeah. Yeah. Same portion or function or whatever. Uh, whatever part of, it, of the brain that is like responsible for like thinking about or... or yeah. Or, so or, when you're grateful, you can't really be anxious. No, you can probably switch back and forth real quick but if you're getting into a mindset and making it a habit mm-hmm. being grateful maybe every morning every night before you go to bed uh thinking about things that you're grateful for then it is it will help with anxiety yeah yeah and so this is kind of like a little it, this mm-hmm. is more yeah. like this this is more like Hagrid just kind of got into they're helping him and then he's yeah. finding ways to help himself and he's grateful for this opportunity and he's able to kind of you know mount a defense and, and we'll see there's right. always a chance yeah. right even though we know they're <laughs> They're well paid, it seems like, by Lucius Malfoy. So yeah. probably not going to go well. And I know and that it's surprising to me. Is he still on that? Is he still a school governor after what happened last year? I don't think he is. No, I don't know how exactly. Yeah, how is he still? Because Malfoy ran to his father. Maybe he's still. He's maybe not on the school board or whatever anymore. But maybe he still has that influence. Well, it seemed like so. Dumbledore, like they wanted to get him expelled, and Dumbledore's like, "That's nah, not happening." The governors are like, yeah. "Yeah, you're right. Okay, it's not happening." And then, <laughs> and then, uh, it seems like the with Buckbeak though, it's a different group. It's not the governors necessarily. They're turning it over to another group of extermination, like the extermination unit or whatever. Yeah. And so that unit seems to be true mm. in the pockets or whatever, being supported or funded in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Lucius, so yeah, seems like it's a case. It's not going to work, no matter what kind of um. Yeah, no matter what kind of defense they're defense. bringing on. Yeah, yeah, because they're already being paid. So, I mean, it's come corrupted. on, Dumbledore. It's really corrupt. Here's hold on a second. Dumbledore goes to Harry's defense when he clearly used magic oh, in front of a muggle. Didn't, yeah, and Buckbeak didn't do it. Man, anything. and Hagrid is like <laughs> Hagrid does so much for Dumbledore. And Dumbledore couldn't show up for Buckbeak. Well, hold on. That is just what Hagrid says. He's sort of like, I can't do... Oh, that's true. He's like, I can't ask Dumbledore to do anything more for me because he's already done so much for me. Yeah. Right? Maybe so. it's true. I mean, Hagrid, technically... I saw a great question the other day, and I might turn this into a mm-hmm. short, which is like, does Voldemort or does... Yeah, like, yeah I guess oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord Voldemort remember Hagrid? Does he remember yeah, from him? School, and from school times. From school, and, and he's the one who turned him in and blamed... Actually... We the Chamber of Secrets like, on him. So. He definitely knows who he is because in the last book, yeah. when Hagrid, yeah, he definitely knows who he is. He's not like asking who's this giant. He right, definitely knows right. who he is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether that be because his spies at Hogwarts told him about Hagrid or, no, I think he he remembers him. Right. It's just interesting that uh, there's this, yeah, that Dumbledore's been looking out for Hagrid since that time. And, yeah. You know, huh. 
Now, again, is that because Dumbledore knows he will need the Giants one day? And maybe, you know, does, has he been scheming since Oh, he's day, always got or, an extra, extra. No, I want to see. I want to be the one who sees the good side in Dumbledore and says he actually cares about. Well, perfect. We'll be a balanced podcast then. I'll be the person <laughs> oh, who sees. Oh, okay. The, you you know. see more dark in Dumbledore. We I mean, need I to, don't, but I'm, I force myself to. We need to read the book about Dumbledore and then decide. Yeah, his secrets. We yes. have it here. Do we really? Yes. Okay. So. All right, well down but um anyway so moving on from that i guess we're as we get into christmas so we yeah. went back in we looked at the books and all that good stuff and then it takes us into christmas morning the presents show up and uh we've got some good ones in there got oh some yeah good, some good gifts pretty amazing presents and there's yeah a mysterious package that shows up and uh, first of all yeah harry again gets a sweater a weasley sweater because yeah he is molly's son-in-law Right now, because of Ron, later on, because of Ginny. <laughs> yes. Yes. Kind of. No, seriously. Yeah. She, it, like, right, straight up, he's, he's, member of, he's a member of the family. He's getting the sweaters. Yeah. Did Hermione get one yet? When does she start to get them? Doesn't uh, she at some point? I don't point? know. We don't know. We never see Hermione unwrap her. <sighs> Hermione unwraps her presents alone in the girls' dormitory. Bless her heart. <laughs> I know oh. that we do talk about it. That later on, they, they talk about gifts that they get each other and yeah. stuff that they're going to get for each other. Um, but, yeah. Okay, cool. She might. Anyway, I, I just, yeah. Um, so, the, so they're unwrapping gifts, and Harry got some good candies, I think, as well, too. Mm-hmm. I think is something he got. Uh, but then he sees the long package, and they both are marveling away at Walk it. Walk the bee. looks like well, a, that a very long, long package. Yeah, I, I love the, the scene in the first uh, movie when oh, they're, yeah. like, staring at the package, which looks exactly shaped like a broom. And right, they're like, right. what is that? Yeah, well, open that's it, fine. Open it, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a broom, guys. And so you know, Hermione is like, it's it could be jinxed. There's no, it's it, you know. Yeah. What if he would have just said, "Hey, it's from Molly and Arthur," right? And then yeah, I know he probably wished he would have done that. Yes. Yeah. But he was then, just too, too honest. He didn't expect Hermione to react like that. He was surprised. Right. Well, but then, but then, if, I mean, if Harry is like, "Hey, thanks," you know. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, and they're like, "What for? What for yeah. a broom? No, we didn't do that." I know. <laughs> and now we're in we're in trouble. So. Uh, but before they can really discuss it here, something happens with uh, Scabbers. We see the little attack again. Oh yeah. Crookshanks tries to attack Scabbers because we know, you know, Scabbers is bad. Crookshanks knows it. He's Ron. Ron keeps <laughs> Scabbers in his pajama pocket. <laughs> He probably, I don't know. There's after trauma. he found out, he probably there's got to be trauma yeah. for that. Like later on, I mean, he was his little buddy, you know. Yeah, I know. his little rat. It's, <laughs> it's really, really strange thinking back to. Yeah, it really is. How Ron reflected on that, but anyway, so uh, Crookshanks attacks him. Uh, Ron's really mad, tries to kick him, and the sneak scope comes off again, and that's kind of odd. Like, well, it's because of Scabbers. Yeah, but Scabbers was in the room before. And only when Crookshanks jumps at him is when the sneak scope's like, oh, yeah. there's something Well, bad. it could be that thing. They said it was faulty. Remember, we thought it yeah. was faulty. So it could be a little bit like fading or maybe it's proximity. Maybe it was knocked closer or something. Maybe it was, yeah. Because there's a little commotion happening. It's just hilarious. It's always Harry keeps it in Uncle Vernon's socks because he doesn't like them either. And they just he just Gosh, tries to see. Why would you keep those socks around, though? <laughs> I don't know, because he needs also, some socks. Also, what's with socks in this whole series, you know? Oh, I know. They're mentioned a lot. Dobby's socks, Vernon's socks. Um, Ron drops his socks. socks in this. 
you know dumbledore talks about how he's holding socks when he looks in the mirror of erisette that's why right. i should look up in each book how many times socks is mentioned the theme of a fox the Sorry. theme of fox a the fox socks socks in does fox have socks harry potter the, the fox why does nobody become a fox uh, as an animagus, that'd be so cool. People Socks say Dumbledore does. Are an important symbol for Dobby. Well, there's some articles I'm not going to go over, but there is definitely a, a whole wiki entry about socks and Harry Potter. Okay. So maybe yeah. one day we'll read it and cover it. We'll but do yeah. a whole episode on I socks. Mean, socks. For you guys. I have a funny story. <laughs> when I was little, you know how when you're little, you just want like toys, something to play with for Christmas. And I remember opening one of my grandma's presents and my grandpa, he was filming us, little kids. And I was like so excited, you know, unwrapping my present and there was socks in there. And you just see on the film, on the movie, you see my face just fell. And I openly say to my grandma, Socken, which means socks in German. Oh, and you were disappointed. And then I though see my grandma's face. And I knew I said something wrong. Aww. And I was so sad then that I, I didn't. It was just my natural reaction as a little kid. Yeah. That I was a little disappointed just getting socks. And then, but I, I then saw my grandma's face and I was like, oh no. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then here at Full Circle, guys, 20 years later, I send Lottie socks when we first start talking. Oh my goodness, you did. And I loved them. They and were... the reaction was quite different. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I love, <laughs> actually, you need socks. You can never have enough socks. Oh, I know. That's they why, always... yeah, they were yeah. Harry Potter themed also, by the way. Uh, yeah. They? They, yeah, they, were. they were. Yes, they were. Star Wars and Harry Potter themed. Yeah, there was some Dobby, so. Dobby uh, yep. stuff on there. Wow. Can you believe that? I that was awesome. So, yeah, love socks. I mean, nowadays I would always, yeah, except. Yeah, here's more a socks. poll. Here's a poll. <laughs> and this might be a little intimate or a little personal, but like, how many people sleep with socks on? I Ooh, don't. Big question. No way. There's the, no way. You do. No, I sometimes do and sometimes do. I enjoy sleeping without socks too from time to time, but my problem is I do get cold. Yeah. But when yeah. the temperature is right, I actually like taking them off. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotta let them breathe. You know what day I mean? is true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Breathe, if you I mean. if you wear them day and night, yeah, it's probably not good. Gotta, oh my god! Ground a little bit and and then let them. Oh breathe. yeah, <laughs> get your grounding in, folks. Right. Make sure you take your shoes off. Go out, get on the soft grass or wherever uh, you can find some dirt, some earth, some soil, and ground away. <laughs> Magical. Sorry, just sharing with folks. Uh, I mean, so I, it's Hobbit. It's Hobbit weekend also, so celebrate. True. Fur, furry we toes, did. We know. were grounding yesterday. Yeah, we were in Hobbit feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, they so Hermione and Ron are mad at each other again because Ron doesn't think it's fair. His his rat looks bad, and Harry sees it. He's like, "Oh, that rat is old, and it's probably gonna get, die soon." Yep. But he doesn't want to tell his friend because it's he knows like Ron kind of loves scabbers. Right, 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 right. What's yeah. funny is that earlier when when Harry came out of the dormitory, uh, um, Ron said, "You look terrible." Yeah. <laughs> you look rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes you need a friend like that, yep. you know? Yep. But in this situation, like, eh, this is this is not like a come and go yeah. look for scabbers. Scabbers nope. has looked like this for a long time. It's it's real. And so. Ron is already upset and ticked off by Hermione's cat. So Yeah. So. But yeah, and eventually they uh, all go down together to Christmas lunch, which kind of is, I feel like it's lunch and dinner in one thing because they just sit there for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
No, that's good. That's a midday kind of like celebrate Christmas. I like it. Yeah, yep. I think that's that's good. And it's so cute and intimate because there's no one there. There's literally three other students. Right. And they get rid of the Who house table. Who are tables. those students? I know. Though? I was wondering. It was a Slytherin, older Slytherin, I think, and two first years. But like, who are they? I know. Why did they? Why didn't they go? Why home, did they stay? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's there's uh, there's a story there. <sighs> I'm gonna look into it. it. I know. Um, do we get names? I don't. I think we just no, get descriptions. I think we just get this, yeah. yeah, like a Slytherin and two first years whose house we don't even know. But imagine them being mm. there with like the older uh harry potter right the chosen one i know and they decided to stay imagine what if their first years and they're sort of like hey um rumor is harry stays oh he stays like, we for gotta Christmas. stay too like, maybe we should stay i was i was i mean shocked that it's not the creepy brothers but they yeah. probably have to go home to their family home. but yeah, yeah. but i, I mean, mean later these rascals, on this could, these could be two rascals that are just you know <laughs> i don't know yeah, maybe down the line, later in their life, they still tell their kids stories about how they dined with Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Romani, and Ron Weasley. Right, right. And Trelawney made the prediction, and we're not sure whether it's Ron, oh, talk Ron about... or Harry who are going to die first, but ironically, it's Dumbledore. Oh, tell me about it. Wow. Tell us about it. What's so, the prediction here? Yeah, as they're sitting there, Trelawney shows up, walks down, and she said you know, something about uh, sitting down at the table and um yeah i would had headmaster mm. but there's 13 and I, I i dare not sit down i'll make i'll become 13 right they're 12 I, now they're visible 12 people visible on the table people. and she's the number 13 if she sits down she would make it 13 right and um dumbledore stands up and says oh you know you like, kind of like uh, he stood up to greet her as right. as she was approaching right Yes. What we find out later is that as Trelawney was approaching, there were 13 people sitting there. Peter Pettigrew is in the pocket of Ron Weasley. We don't know that. That's a. Oh, that's a... how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Maybe he wants sure. to keep him close because he's so. Um... That's the prophecy of 13. There's 13 if you count them up. Now that you say that, hang on a second. So we have, let me see something. You going to read the actual? Okay. Because I think Scabbers is mentioned when they go yeah. to this to the feast. Pretty sure. Okay, here's the they're unwrapping the presents. Here is when Trelawney enters. Let me see real quick. Because that would be crazy. I mean, that's then true. It's true. She predicts Dumbledore's Here. death. So Harry, remembering what the woman at the magical menagerie had said. So he's talking about Scabbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's when he yeah yeah when he says mm, this looks so good. But at lunchtime, they went down to the Great Hall to find that the house tables had been moved, blah, blah, blah. The professors are all there. Maybe, no, maybe that was another time. I thought there was something mentioned that it smelled so good that even Scabbers was sticking his nose out or something like that. That would be crazy to me because then they're absolutely right. And that's not just a theory, but that's absolutely true. Absolutely. At lunchtime, they went down to the Great Hall to find that the house tables had been moved against the walls again, and that a single table set for 12 stood in the middle of the room. Professors Dumbledore, McGonagall, Snape, Sprout, and Flitwick were there, Count al- those. along with Filch, who had taken off his uh, cover, moly looking tailcoat. There were only three other students, two extremely nervous-looking first years and a sullen-faced Slytherin fifth year. Merry Christmas, said Dumbledore, as Harry, Ron, and Hermione approached the table. As there are so few of us, it seemed foolish to use the house table. Sit down, sit down. Harry, Ron, and Hermione sat down side by side at the end of the table. (laughs) 
Actually, that I almost forgot to read this because this was hilarious. And why, my question was, why is this not part of the movie? Dumbledore said, Crackers offering the end of a large silver noisemaker to Snape, who took it reluctantly and tugged. With a bang like a gunshot, the cracker flew apart to reveal a large pointed witch's hat topped with a stuffed vulture. Mm. Harry, remembering the bogard, caught Ron's eye and they both grinned. Snape's mouth thinned and he pushed the hat toward Dumbledore, who swapped it for his wizard's hat at once. <laughs> this is so good. And I wish it was at least a deleted scene in the movie, but yeah. it's a movie in my head now. So Right. Yeah. But I don't see. I thought really, I thought I read something about Scabbers uh, nose popping out. It smells so good. But I was wrong. Yeah, so, so the idea is just we're that still it, speculating. <laughs> yeah, it's just the idea that um, Scabbers is with Ron most of the time, and therefore made it thirteen. So when Dumbledore stood up, he was standing from a table of thirteen, actually, yep. ironically, and so yep. he's the first to die in that prediction, right? So and that's yeah, ends up being true later. So but everyone's just scene. laughing at her. Yeah, for sure. They just make fun of her, especially McGonagall. It is not like it's not. They don't have the same frequency here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was wondering when Dumbledore tries to break up the f- kind of fight between Trelawney and uh, and Minerva. Uh, he's addressing that one first year Derek. He says, "Have you had any of these chipoladas?" And I was like, "What are chipoladas? I've never heard." Who's of that word. Derek? Who's Der- yeah, there we have a name. Who's Derek? Are you serious? Hold yeah, on. his name is Derek. He's a first year. How do you spell it? Uh, Derek? D-E-R-E-K. Okay, Derek Harry Potter. Let's find him. While you're searching, I can tell our listeners, a chipolata is a type of fresh sausage likely created in France. Sausages by that name appear in the 1903 edition of Escafer's Le Guide. That's French. I can't read that. <laughs> so, uh, small pork sausages. That are okay. Some others say they're Italian. They enjoy throughout Europe. Okay, so small sausages he offers to that first year kid. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he the that he. Shout out to Derek, a named character, actually. <laughs> True. Like an actual first year. Hmm. That is. I wonder awesome. if we do get his name at any point in time after this. Should we just make up a last name for him? Hmm. What's his name? I'm just thinking here. Like, so what is what are some of the good like, I don't know, like the good wizarding families, you know? Derek Fitherby. Fitherby, Derek Fitherby. That actually is not too bad. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, you did because you didn't look like. You, I know. I was waiting you. for your reaction. <laughs> so uh, there's the sacred twenty-eight families. You've got Derek, uh, Derek Abbott. Oh, really? Derek? No, I'm just, I'm just. Oh. I'm making up names. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek Slughorn, Derek Travers, Derek Yaxley, Derek um, Pruitt, Derek oh. Lestrange, Derek Greengrass. If Derek was... Greengrass? Greengrass was one of the names yeah, for the sacred... Yeah, that's who uh, Draco ends up marrying. What in mm-hmm. the world? Yep. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yep. Daphne Greengrass. Yes, sir. Holy. Okay, anyway, sorry. Tangent there. So Derek and Chipolatas. Let's make a short on Derek. I bet you many people don't know. No, I wouldn't. Have, I forgot that Derek he was in there. and his friend Tom. Yeah, we can. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. Don't know if we should, you know, call him Tom. Okay. All right. Moving on. Sorry about that. Oh no, you're fine. We love the side characters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's my next point here? Why Hermione told on Harry? Oh, I I promised you guys 
I would explain Hermione's thought process. Why she told on Harry and Ron. Because they go, they get up. Trelawney's all worked out. Oh, no. They rose. Who rose first? They don't know. Um, this is all suspenseful because we, you know, in the end, we don't know. Is, is one of them going to get killed? Did, was Trelawney right? Right. But at that point, we don't know. It's actually Dumbledore. So they get up. Uh, they go upstairs again. Hermione stays behind. She says she wants to talk to McGonagall real quick. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, the two boys can't wait to just admire the firebolt again. They're yeah. absolutely into sports, into Quidditch. They love that, oh, yeah. you know, brand new gear. Oh, they're it's blinded. awesome. They're blinded by that. There's, <laughs> and Hermione knows that. She knows they're blinded by this shiny broom. Yes. And so Hermione did tell McGonagall that Harry got this broom from an anonymous sender. Yeah. Excuse me, Professor. Could I talk to you about this broom that we found? <laughs> How do you do a British accent? I wish I could do a really good British accent and just pull off her Hermione. We're not gonna try it right now, but yeah, she's uh, like. Hey. I need to. I need to watch her for a little bit, like Emma, and hear her. Then I can channel her. I just love when she says "Holy cricket!" Oh yeah, I love when she says "Holy cricket." Crickets are um, lucky. Anyway, sorry. What does she say when Derailed. she's? You're going to poke someone's eye out or something like that. Yeah. You're going to poke someone's eye out. I don't know. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of people on TikTok that do really good oh, impersonations really good, of, yeah. of uh, Emma Watson, Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. It's great. Anyway, uh, yeah, but she stays behind and she does the right thing. She talks to to McGee and says, "Listen, there's a strange package delivered, and it somehow got through the outpost, yeah. and it's unmarked." And they don't. I mean, McGonagall just straight out says, "Yep, she told me," and she but Hermione tries to hide. Is she just? She's sits down in that chair yeah. she holds a book upside down obviously Hermione never you know she doesn't in that moment she doesn't look at the book at all she's just very embarrassed she doesn't want them to find out but McGonagall's just blunt she's just like yep Miss Granger told me I need to confiscate the broom and they need to check it uh, but before we talk about why it takes weeks for them to check the broom Hermione if we go back to how many times in this book she's been worried about Black and Harry not being careful enough we have the Marauder's Map where she told him, Harry, I think you should turn in. Yes. And then Harry's like, oh, what? You're going to tell me? Yeah. And she's like, no. But she does worry about it because mm-hmm. also she's right. If Black, she doesn't know Sirius actually created the map and knows about all these pass- passageways and he right. could get in there anytime. But if he was an actual mass murderer, if that map ever got into his hands, that would mm-hmm. be the key to getting into Hogwarts and finding Harry or killing other students. It's not just, they mm-hmm, think he mm-hmm. doesn't care about other students either. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. she is right about that, but she decides mm, they're my friends. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to tell on them because we're friends. We trust each other. Yeah. And they got, I, you know, I got their backs. Right. Right. Then the thing about being in Hogsmeade at all without permission. And there's a reason why no one would want Harry, give, want to give Harry permission this year. And she's like, I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. And Ron's like, look at the snow. He's never going to be able to find us here. Yeah. Everyone's looking for him. The Dementors are here. So no worries. Right. And she's like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. And then also going out on the grounds at night to see Hagrid. Uh, Harry, we shouldn't do that. This right. whole time, she's like, she has a bad feeling. Yeah. And then this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Is that what you say? Yeah, tip of the iceberg. Yes. And she's like, okay, this time... And her thought process behind it is really 
just protect Harry. And she, I think she thinks about what if he gets on that broom and he dies, he falls and dies. And she I could seen, have, go ahead. Oh you, yeah. You, she has seen him at Quidditch. Jinxed. A broom jinxed. In the first year. Yes. yes. And then she's almost seen him. Di- she's seen him almost die this year. Dementors. When the Dementors came. Yes. And she just thinks if I Rogue would bludger. never. Rogue bludger. Second year. That too. Oh my a- goodness. A- everything is knows like he attracts. Yes. It's dangerous. Yeah. So. And she just knows she could never be happy again. If she knows she could have prevented it. Because she has that bad gut feeling with it. Man, great poll actually. Should, you know. Is was Hermione correct in turning? I mean, it's just, it's a dilemma, but it's not the first time that dilemma dilemma happens in her head. Yeah. Where, ah, oh, should I tell my friends? That's not what I should do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's essentially, later on, she is nasty when someone like Marietta tells on Dumbledore's Snitch. army. Snitch. Snitch. She doesn't believe in that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, but here she is doing it. But at the same time, I can totally understand it. She would never. She would. That's why. That's why her secondary house. I, I told folks it's Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. It's Slytherin. Right. She becomes more Slytherin as the series goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're true. Right, like, true. Later on, Marietta is just sort of like, "This is mm-hmm. what I got to do." Yeah. I mean, this isn't. You know, we're breaking the rules. Right. She just. She may be just trying to protect. Her. The adults say we shouldn't be doing yeah. this stuff, and all the teachers say we shouldn't be doing it, and you guys yeah. are breaking the rules. Like, sorry, yeah. but you're total rule breakers. <laughs> you have a whole organization that's like practicing spells unsupervised. Yeah. No teachers, no nothing, and you're 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 fighting. You have a fight club going on. Pr- pr- you, yes, actually, you're stupefying <laughs> each other. And Marietta is the one who's like getting mm-hmm. all the you know markings on her face and everything. Cross-wand. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So here she is. Yeah. Yeah, but again, she just does it to protect her friend. Yeah. Would Marietta have told on Harry and Ron right now? Whoa. Don't think so. Whoa. Don't think so. That's a bold prediction. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I uh, mean, not prediction, but theory. Idea. Uh, Yeah, but the fact that she did, I I do think she did the right thing flat I, out. For folks who want a good laugh, um, go <laughs> back about a minute, two minutes ago and... You guys decide whether I just and Lottie knows when I pick on her a little bit. It's just because it's cute, <laughs> and it's her. It's her German. It just gets in there sometimes. But I'm pretty sure she said "dilemmon." <laughs> <laughs> they had a dilemmon. A lemon in her head. Yeah, they had a dilemmon. It was a dilemma, but it might have been a dilemmon. <laughs> hey, it says dilemma on my <laughs> on my dock. Okay. Oh, you're so cute. I think it's I'm driving past here. Oh man, I can just see. I mean, when life, I gives, get so- <laughs> when life gives you dilemmas, you got to make lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's so cute. My students said that. So many of my students put that down because I asked them. They had to make like a little profile about themselves and in German say what their favorite things are. And I, um, they had to put a motto down. And I read probably, I don't know, 10 times I read lemon and lemonade thing. The lemon oh, and yeah. Lemonade motto. When life gives you I lemon. mean, it's true. Hey, good for them. Yeah. So. All right. Um... I have a dilemma now. How we, how do we get to the next point without just saying here's our next point? <laughs> uh, Hermione tells on them. Gonga comes in, takes the broomstick. Aaron and Ron are mad, but again they agree on it. It probably was sent by Sirius Black, and now they have to examine it. But why does it take weeks for them to check the broom? I think they have to make probably a special potion or something. I mean, they probably 
using spells doesn't take that long, you know. And you feel like how many how many tests do they have to? Wait a second. You think for this broom to check the jinxes, they might actually like? It's part of it, I think. Pour a potion on it or rub a potion on it, maybe. Yeah. And it reveals something that reveals. Yeah, I, th- I would think so. Oh, like they give it a good rub. Even down though she it... talks more about Flitwick than Snape, who should uh, and Madame Charms, Hooch. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there might be some, you know, weeks for them to check it. Like how many? That's why I'm saying. They just don't want to many... have it back. It's because maybe if any of this tied okay, up with, yeah. seri- with serious black, they're just sort of like, we are not giving it back. Sorry. Like this <laughs> is, we don't know what it is. It's suspicious. Yeah. It's crazy that they have more pause here, or at least McGonagall does. Actually, it's, it's probably because it's McGonagall's decision. Throughout the series, we see Dumbledore oftentimes put Harry in risky situations and be yeah. okay with things that McGonagall would not be okay with. And yeah. so McGonagall's like, I don't think so. No, yeah, and I think it speaks for her that too. she she loves Quidditch. Nothing more. Oh, like, she yeah. Even wants more so. nothing more, actually, than winning the Quidditch Cup and just... Right, and she's snatching got her, it right out of Snape's hands. Right, she know. she has she has a a seeker with a firebolt, like yeah, guaranteed win. <laughs> yes, and she's like, ah, we're gonna take it. No, oh, yeah, the safety of so, her students is more important. Yeah, wow. so I love her. You know, props to her. I love, love her. yeah, Minerva, Minerva is awesome, and I love her backstory. Have we ever done? Yeah, yeah. I think we talked yeah. about her backstory. Yeah, but it's great. Yeah, that's why. That's why, Shan is also great. She does. Oh, such she's a amazing. Good. We just listened. We were on her, her live earlier, earlier today. Yeah, she read one of her questions. questions. <laughs> What's that know. favorite Hufflepuff? She said Newt's king. Did she say that? No, she said every uh, all Hufflepuffs are great, but she Except said something for about Justin Finch. Oh yeah, Fletchley. Jay Finch out. Yep, she said no. Jay Finch is out. We should. I don't know. I like him. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, hey, that is pretty much it. This That's chapter. This week's chapter. So, so there you go, friends. The fireball. We are moving on to a new segment, though. Uh, Irma Pince's Recommendations of the Week. Yes. And I think this is fun because we, we kind of mentioned it earlier in the chapter discussion, but uh, there's a book that you've been reading. So Lottie's been reading lots of different books, and she just or listens to podcasts or yeah. different motivational videos and such and always shares little tidbits with me. We want to share some with you guys because I think these are cool, and it kind of inspired us even a little bit more to think about this podcast and how, as yes. we said at the top of the show, we were going to create more content and do different things and just keep uh, turning stuff out here from our cozy little cottage. Yeah. Yeah. So this week's book that I read and that I want to recommend to you guys, it's called Steal Like an Artist. And I just noticed I didn't put the author in here. Uh, It is Austin Cleon. It's K-L-E-O-N. Steal Like an Artist. And it's basically an inspiring guide to creativity in the digital age. Steal Like an Artist presents 10 transformative principles that will help readers discover their artistic side and build a more creative life. So it's not just for someone who says, I'm an artist, that's my job, but someone, anyone who wants to be creative or who is creative. And really, that's, that's all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to share two key concepts uh, this week that I think we're very i mean i had a moment we were at the gym and i love listening to those inspiring books at the gym because you're already mm-hmm. doing something that gets your juices flowing juices flowing uh your heart's pumping yep blood gets to the brain and you get inspired and when he talked about uh having a bliss station they everyone station everyone should build a bliss station in their home or somewhere in their lives and he uh says it's a certain room or even hours in the day so it can be a certain room or time uh, that's a 
place of creative incubation and that helps you disconnect from the world to connect with yourself. So really, it doesn't even have to be a certain room. He talks about it can be, you know, sometimes people just live in smaller apartments with little kids and mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you have to make time for it. But even if your dinner table after dinner when the kids go to bed becomes that bliss station for you yeah. and you can get out your gear and you put some candles there and you have your music on and this is your place where you can get in the zone yeah. and that's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Negotiable. I I probably say it wrong. Non-negotiable. Yes. Yes. And we looked at each other and we were like, yes, that's exactly what we always talk about. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to find the time to do your side projects, things you want to pursue, things you, new things you want to learn. But it's so important to set aside that time, place to do that. Yeah. I think learning, that's the other thing too, is whether you're creating something or you're learning something, There's there were times where... I was having a blast on my master's program and, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm into education. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot, but I, I think I, I do a pretty good job in education and I, I enjoy it and I've learned a lot and it's just always fun to try to learn new ways to teach something or to grow yourself as mm -hmm. in your profession or right. in your, in your trade or whatever it might be. So yeah, whether it's you're creating something, you're learning something or, mm -hmm. or just trying to better yourself in some way. Yeah. I like, I like this. I like the idea that you need to, to, to set that up because even if it is going to the gym, Right. If that's your if that's right. where you're going and you're you're fine tuning yourself or where you're meditating or doing yoga or whatever it is, you find a, a place that that is just fueling you and you're recharging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And they say that you you should retreat from the world and silence and solitude are crucial for being creative and focus deeply on your work. And I embrace that so much because I know I need and want that silence and solitude. I love going to see friends, family and hanging out, but I know Especially with a social job like teaching is where all day long you're communicating, you you have to be an entertainer too. Yeah, um, yeah. It is, to me, it's so important that we have our fortress of solitude. We fortress <laughs> of solitude, people. Um, yeah, just a place to retreat. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it is good. I think it's, yeah, it, like even if it's a quiet place. So we were talking about learning, we're talking about like breading yourself. But yeah, like as you're saying there, a place to just uh, be still for a mm -hmm. moment and process. Yes. Love it. And we want to build that in our, we have that oh, dream, even though we already have it. We talked about it, how on the weekend I can feel the energy of my workplace where I can sit down and I write the summaries for a chapter. I write thoughts down. Um, I check our YouTube, yeah. I check our emails and I just get into that place, even though it's not, I mean, necessarily tied to this desk, but it helps you get into that headspace mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. And there's nothing here that would distract me necessarily from it and you said it's the same for you and we want to keep having that place even if we have children and um yeah. moving to another place it still will be we always will have that bliss yeah station bliss yeah. station yeah, yeah i think i think once you find it or once you start doing it or whatever it looks like for different people some people it's not in their house some people like it's that hour of a day where they're out for a hike or they're out you know doing something for themselves um you know and yeah i just feel like if you have it in it's keep it right, whatever, because yeah. it, it gives you there's so much good that comes from it. If you don't have it or if it kind of comes and goes and you've not really been intentional about it, I'd say try to find it. Try yes. to get it and incorporate it into and your make life. Make it your space. Yeah. Make it something you love to look at. You love to sit down there and work. Here's a crazy. Yeah. So even if it's something as small, like I, I used to do this, which was I would have my figures in my room, all my Star Wars figures up on a shelf when I was back at home like as, as, yeah. as a teenager. 
and I had a bunch of different like books and different things that I walked in mm-hmm. and they inspired me. Yes. And I would just sit there. I would look at them and I would think about them and I would remember the days when I played with them. I was a little, little kid. Yeah. And then I became a teenager and I went in there and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I remember those days. Yeah. And uh, the stories would come back and I just lay on my bed because I only had 20 minutes and I had to get back uh, out to baseball practice or something. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, even little things like that just to kind of. Yes. Little getaways. And- I have the fondest memories of my as a kid. Uh, I had a bunk bed, but just for myself. So mm-hmm. it, there was nothing underneath, really. Uh, it was just me sleeping like elevated in the bunk bed. And that bed was absolutely my you know, place of retreat where I could just cuddle up. It's right next to the window. There's a big tree outside my window. It was just the favorite place of my childhood. Yeah. Because I could cuddle up in there, listen to audiobooks. I mean, I could do it all day. Listen to audiobooks and just play Pokemon. That's awesome. <laughs> that that was my favorite thing to do when I was a kid. You played a lot of Pokemon. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it's really cool. That is... um. Yeah, some people wouldn't say so, but thanks for saying that. No, I really think it is cool. <laughs> I think a lot of people, actually, our listeners would think it's cool. But yeah, I, th- um, I think it's cool, too. I played different games, wrong, so. but Pokemon is cool. It's very comfy. I've now actually sort of adopted a, a more cozy gaming style. I still play my you know <laughs> Destiny and uh, Star Wars games from time yeah. to time, but I, I do like the cozy vibes. I like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, hearing you play it or having it on in the background. It's great. So, yeah, I've heard that story, and I love that story of you the visualization of you yeah. just getting away and retreating and listening yeah. to your audiobooks and yep. gaming. Uh, the second last thing I want to share from that book is kind of what we say uh, a couple of times we mentioned it. When you want to grow, uh, that you need to be okay with being uncomfortable. And sometimes our lives are too comfortable <laughs> nowadays. And then there's nothing wrong with comfort. There's nothing wrong with a hot, uh, hot bath. A hot bath? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about cold weather outside. And I don't know. There's nothing, got, nothing wrong with the water. I don't want people to get the wrong idea here. We mentioned Bliss Station right into a hot bath. And people are like, hold on. Ez and Lottie, come on. Okay, let's, let's start over. Um, there's nothing wrong with a warm blanket and a candle and some chocolate yeah. and a coffee. But we need balance. Like in everything, everything in our lives needs that balance mm-hmm. so we yeah. need times where we are uncomfortable we take cold showers oh we i do fast we go to the gym and yeah. challenge ourselves and um yeah they talk about that that our brain gets too comfortable in your everyday surroundings so it's good to make it uncomfortable i, w- I want to know are there any listeners you know what just send us a message at Flor and bill if you're if you do one of those things like what is something that you do that is a challenge that is oh yeah difficult or we whatever. love challenges because i i message uh, my buddy lane from time to time and i'll just in the morning, uh, this might be a little too personal, but yeah, pop in there, get a cold shower, and I literally send him a message. I'm just like, cold shower, done, check. <laughs> and then he'll write me back, and he'll be like, either he did it or he didn't do it, yeah. or he'll let me know. And we just kind of challenge each other back and forth, yeah, just to you know, like work each out, other accountable, done, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, uh, hit your eating window, fasting window, whatever it is, done. And yeah. it's just fun. It is, so, yeah. and you can be proud of yourself once you you know you ha- hit that streak of a week or two weeks. Some people, cool. it's like read that book this week, done, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. whoa, you know what I mean? Like yes. some of the things that we talk about sometimes that we think are cool and awesome. There's so many other things that people do that are challenging, yeah, that are like amazing. Like you, yeah. you don't even notice. You just drink water all day long, and I'm sitting over here going like, whoa, I need to drink some more water. <laughs> uh, Hydro Girl is always on me about my water intake, and I need uh, more of it. By the way, I just learned today, you should uh, get a little salt in your 
lemon water in the morning and that just sort of million salt yeah um are you, are you it's a tiktok wisdom so we don't know if that's actually oh, yeah. true yeah yeah but yeah no i think it's i've true. heard that before though yep to it it's supposed to hydrate you better yeah it's good for you so anyways anyways anyway okay um i think that's that's it i think we're running up on two hours here yeah so um it's just a long episode more time people can spend with us Right? Yeah. Because it was so awesome. Because it takes awesome to know awesome. That's what. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Well, that's it, friends. That's all. You got anything else? I'm just asking. Anything? No. Okay, good. I'm nope. just checking. Um, So thank you for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We do hope that you'll join us in the future and look forward to that new uh, format. And again, if it is a big adjustment for, you know, again, the, don't, don't, I don't want folks to think that uh, we're not going to be doing the reread or whatever. Absolutely we not. Yeah, we definitely I mean, are we're, continuing. Yeah, it. we're continuing. Um, I just think uh, we're just, it's really just more. We're just kind of like taking the, the knob there. More. And just turning it more. up. More. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Again, the visual needs to come back because if you can see, <laughs> uh, that was definitely a spaz out over there. It was great. <laughs> Okay, uh, we thor- we do thoroughly enjoy uh, meeting new positive Potter people that'll be able to make battling, battling bands and baboons. If you don't want to miss our next episode, then be sure to subscribe. Actually, subscribing, as I've said in the past, it does support the podcast. So if you click the subscribe button, it's a big deal. Uh, send signals to some algorithm thing, and it does help us, right? Also, yes. leaving reviews do as well. We have seen those most recent reviews, and I believe next episode we're going to give you guys a shout-out on those. Uh, thank you for doing that, and follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, then also consider supporting our growing wizardry family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Luna and back. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, with chapter 12, The Patronus. So make sure you tune back in next time, and until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.